Hello and welcome. I'm Vina, your sommelier in this podcast series called Thriversity. I'm a lecturer in the Richview Residential College at the National University of Singapore. Each week during the semester, I'll be sharing some stories and tips as we explore the art of overcoming adversity, dancing with diversity in university and beyond. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, today's episode is on the norming and performing stage of Tuckman's Stages of Team Development. If you are a Year 1 student doing the Workplace Readiness module, you'd know that we've just completed two rounds and two weeks of dodgeball. I thought I'd share my experience over these two weeks because it really highlighted the two stages of Tuckman's Team Development, which is norming and performing. Now, maybe I'm biased, but I feel really fortunate to be part of a performing team, which is the WR team. Now, I'll share with you how we worked with each other's strengths and weaknesses to be able to deliver the experiential dodgeball sessions with our students these past two weeks. At this final episode, based on Bruce Tuckman's team development model, we'll focus on the next two stages of norming and performing. Now, first, let's talk about the norming stage. The last podcast episode, we covered the storming stage. Now, if teams get through the storming stage, conflict is resolved and we begin to see some degree of unity. In the norming stage, there's probably going to be consensus about who's in charge and each member's role and contribution to the team. Interpersonal differences, that was such a big stumbling block, will begin to be smoothed out and you will feel an emerging sense of cohesion and unity in the team. Let's try to understand the norming stage through the STEER model. Remember, STEER stands for a situation gives rise to thoughts, thoughts gives rise to emotions, emotions gives rise to e-execution of certain actions or behaviours that will determine our, our result. Now, given the situation of the norming stage, What are some thoughts that members might be thinking? Some of these thoughts might be, I understand why he does what he does. I know my role in the team. I know who takes the lead in our team. Notice what is common about these sentences or these thoughts is that we see members of a team getting to understand each other's working styles, strengths and weaknesses. And as members of a team, most will have adjusted their expectations about their team members to sink in with the reality of what each team member can best contribute. So here you get to understand your team members a little bit better. And so there's a bit of a aligning of the expectations of each other. Next, E, what kind of emotions would we be seeing at the norming stage? In the last few episodes, we talked about the forming stage where people are overly polite to each other and in the storming stage where there is a degree of frustration with each other. Next, in this norming stage, if each member is appreciated for his or her strengths, they will start to feel a greater ease with one another in the team. That will engender a greater sense of belonging to the team and a feeling of acceptance, knowing that each member brings something different to the table. It's a greater feeling of psychological safety. 
I shared a little bit about my experience over the last two weeks doing dodgeball. So I'm going to elaborate more on it now. So I can say that I am pretty experienced in teaching. I'm good at lesson delivery, finding lesson resources, making connections between lesson elements. But I gotta say, I am probably the least sporty person in Ridgeview Residential College. Personally, I felt alarmed. Finding out that I had to teach a dodgeball-based class for my WR lesson. However, I feel very comfortable in the WR team and they gave me the safe space to articulate and share how bad I am at sports in general. I felt that I had a very safe space to share with my teammates and that I'm relieved that it's something that the other team members accept about me. So here I want to highlight again the sense of psychological safety that team members normally have when they're already at the norming or performing stage of team development. So here these feelings of greater ease, this feeling of sense of belonging, feelings of acceptance, how does it influence the kind of execution of actions we see normally happening at the norming stage? Now when there's a greater feeling of safety in the team, we will see members of a team more willing to communicate with each other. When problems come up, there is a greater willingness or engagement to resolve differences. Like members might speak up more about ideas. As a whole, we can see a shared sense of processes and practices that are understood by the different team members. This is a key aspect of norming. So, given that everyone is aligning and understood better by each other, what kind of results will the team achieve? At this stage, compared to the storming stage, the team performance and productivity improves because there is going to be greater cooperation. Because the focus is now no longer on interpersonal differences or team dynamics. That was a feature of the storming stage. The team can now concentrate their energy on the team's deliverables, targets and goals. However, a note of caution, this harmony can be short-lived. And if disagreements pop up again and it's not resolved amicably, the team can slide back into the storming stage. Teams don't always progress to the next stage of performing. But should the stars align, should everyone continue to have the heart and the willingness to understand and work with one another, the team will progress to the performing stage. So in the performing stage, here are some examples of thoughts which members might be thinking. I know how we can tackle this issue. We are progressing well. I'm committed to our team goals. So given these thoughts, what kind of emotions would we see the team members experiencing at the performing stage? Now, In this performing stage of team development, there's a great sense of satisfaction. Being part of a team that's making progress, there is a greater sense of confidence greater sense of efficacy, where each member feels confident in their individual contributions and have a collective greater trust in the abilities of their teammates. So what execution of actions or behaviour do we see at the performing stage? Now here, team members might be evaluating their processes and they also feel safe to propose new ways that might improve 
the team effectiveness and productivity. Members would strongly identify with the end goal, and so there's really a common vision to work towards. Team members are able to prevent or solve problems not only in their part or their role in the team's processes or in the team's progress, but also that of their other team members. Now here you can see a greater sense of a can-do attitude. It's more visible and members might be offering to assist one another in meeting the group common vision. Roles on a team may become more fluid. Our members might take on various roles and responsibilities as needed. The differences between members are appreciated and used to enhance the team's performance. Now, if you remembered, I mentioned earlier on what it looks like for me in the WR team. So here, we have this common vision. We know that we want our students to have a very good experience in the dodgeball-based lessons because we're using it to deliver this lesson on the stages of team development. What happens is my WR team, they were all really great and they were all on board in helping me level up some of my skills so that I can deliver the lessons. So what it looks like is that before the lessons, they conducted mini dodgeball sessions for me. You know, so they gave me materials on how to understand dodgeball better. They also rehearsed the lessons with me. Um, I remember playing catching the ball with a teammate just to get comfortable with handling a ball. I also attended at least two lessons done by my teammates just to see how they conducted their lessons and to see how I can adapt the lessons to suit my own comfort level of the sport. So for my first dodgeball lesson of the week, actually two of my teammates actually sat in just to make sure that I'm comfortable with the lesson or you know they are there if let's say I need assistance, but also just in case students had technical questions about the game that I cannot answer, they'd be there to help me. So here you can see a really a shared sense of purpose and a common vision, which is that we want our students to enjoy our um, WR lesson based on dodgeball and to be able to deliver the lessons on Tuckman's stages of team development. So really what we are teaching you guys about stages of team development are also something that we practice together as a WR team. So given these behaviours that you see, what kind of results do teams achieve at the performing stage? So in the performing stage, the team makes significant progress towards its goals. The commitment to the team's mission is high and the competence of individual team members is also high. Right. Team members would continue to deepen their knowledge and skills, including working to continuously improve team development. Now, accomplishments in the team process or progress are measured and celebrated. If I were to extrapolate and elaborate about the previous example that I gave to you, what does success look like? So I managed to conduct two weeks of dodgeball lessons with all my classes, and I think it happened smoothly for the students. I can see how many of the students really much prefer the active nature of the classes as compared to classroom-based lessons or Zoom-based lessons. Now, week 5 to week 6 were also weeks when students face more intense pace in terms of their presentation and submissions. So I was really glad to be able to offer these dodgeball lessons that at least help the students to loosen up. And through dodgeball, the students were able to better learn about the Tuckman stages of team development. 
The performing stage is not the end of the process, however, because all teams morph and change at some point, and there is this final stage of adjourning, which I won't go into much details about. But it's worthwhile to know that all the stages we talked about, forming, storming, norming and performing, they don't always go in sequence and teams can cycle back to an earlier stage whenever there are changes in the team. Now that said, I would like to leave you with a thought. Because no matter where your team is on in the team development cycle, you're still a member of the team and each of you and each of us actually have a role to play in helping our teams move on to any stage of the cycle. It's really about taking responsibility for our own thoughts, our emotions, the execution of our actions, because it has an impact on our team members. And that's the difference between because of thinking and in spite of thinking. Now you might say, oh, because of the delay by my teammate, we couldn't finish the project. But then you could also say, in spite of the delay by my teammates, we all came together to finish the project on time. And so it doesn't really matter as much where your team is on the team development stage because you always have agency in how you want to move your team forward to the next stage. Yeah, you also have a role to play. And it's not about just watching where our group is at the stage of team development. Now, I got to thinking about dodgeball and games in general and about how they're such an apt metaphor for life. Because having an opposing team is part of the design of the game of dodgeball. And I think having obstacles is really the design, not just for dodgeball, but a design for life. It is normal to have obstacles in our journey of life. But we tend to act like something's gone wrong when we hit setbacks. But it's really a feature of life and not a bug. And our opponents in life and our obstacles may not be other people, like our teammates or opposing teammates, our, our work competitors. But it also could be our own internal obstacles that we have to overcome, like our self-doubt, our mindset, or our lack of confidence. But all these things, if we were able to overcome them, to use in spite of thinking, then we progress and we evolve. I think it's worth remembering that if the end goal is something that's important to you, you can succeed in spite of no matter where your team is on the Tuckman's stages of team development. Now, as we're heading into the second half of the semester, I hope that you thrive and you overcome your obstacles to have a smooth midterms period. Talk soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a 5-star rating or a review. It helps us to increase our reach on iTunes so that more people know about what we do here at our VRC. See you.